Welcome to the PS Younger Self Podcast, where we talk to inspiring entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and creatives on how we can all crush our fears and optimize our lifestyle to live our most fulfilling lives, and always on our own terms. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of PS Younger Self. I'm your host, Chris, and let me start off today's episode with two questions. One, do you think you can be too self-aware? Two, can being acutely self-aware backfire on you? Let's explore this a bit. On my journey to self-mastery, I've realized I've become acutely self-aware and felt it's become a superpower in helping me become a better version of myself, not just for myself, but to show up as the best version in relationships of all dynamics, from friendships, romantic, familial, and even professional It is one of the biggest reasons why I'm so passionate about chasing curiosity, to discover how much I can learn about myself to constantly evolve into a better person each day I have on this planet. It's interesting though, at least from my perspective, that so many of the personality tests and assessments we may be familiar with focus on identifying our strengths to help us cultivate those strengths into actionable skills or passions in our life, right? Don't get me wrong. They are all very powerful tools for all the reasons, and I've personally found many of them invaluable in understanding myself better. However, some of the biggest growth in recent years I've experienced has not come from knowing my strengths. Rather, they've come from becoming aware of things that are, let me be frank, not so pretty, like my triggers and my ego. And let's be real, we all have them. For example, in episode 62, I spoke about how my self-awareness of my ego has humbled me to lean into a practice of choosing compassion, even when I may want to default to anger. And in a similar vein, my hyper-awareness of my triggers has allowed me to more objectively, as much as possible, and comfortably step away from people and situations that seem to be impossible to align. This has allowed me to recognize and redistribute my energy to what lights me up, which is also one of the things I think is also important in becoming self-aware, knowing what and who really lights you up so you conserve your energy to those who share in cultivating that same vibration. And this is not just about being positive, as I also spoke about in episode 63 about toxic positivity. But did you know there are two types of self-awareness? And according to the Harvard Business Review, their research shows that only 10 to 15% of people actually fit the criteria of being truly self-aware. Okay, wait, let's dig into this a little, deep, little bit deeper. Maybe I'm not as self-aware as I think I am. And ironically, I started this episode thinking I was hyper self-aware. So the two types of self-awareness are One, internal self-awareness, which is how clearly we see our own values, passions, aspirations, etc. fit into our own environment, such as our thoughts, feelings, behaviors, strengths, and weaknesses. Okay, I got that. And how it impacts others. And this type of self-awareness, internal self-awareness, is associated with higher job and relationship satisfaction and social control and even happiness. Okay. So then the second type of external self-awareness is understanding how people perceive you. And interestingly, there are four types of self-awareness archetypes. 
Okay. So the people on the low external self-awareness yet high internal self-awareness are introspectors, which means that they're clear on who they are, but don't challenge their own views or search for blind spots by getting feedback from others. This can supposedly harm their relationships and limit their success. And then for those who are low ex- have low external self-awareness and low internal self-awareness are the seekers. They don't yet know who they are, what they stand for, or how their teams may see them or others. As a result, they might feel stuck or frustrated with their performance and relationships. And then on the high external self-awareness and high internal self-awareness, these are the truly self-aware. They know who they are, they want to accomplish, seek out and value opinions of others. This is where leaders begin to fully realize their true benefits and self-awareness. The high external self-aware people, but low internal self-aware people are the pleasers. They can be so focused on appearing a certain way to others, they could be overlooking what matters to them. Over time, they tend to make choices that aren't in service of their own success and fulfillment. This is really fascinating, right? I will link to this article in our upcoming newsletter this week, so be sure you're on the list if you're not already. Understanding that there are these two types of self-awareness really underscores that being self-aware is not just about endless introspection of our own thoughts and behaviors, but as I pointed out earlier, being aware of how we are also showing up in the relationships that matter to us. With that said, I believe this doesn't mean to be a people pleaser, like on the high external self-awareness and low internal self-awareness quadrant, but in my opinion, it's about being aware and owning every aspect of ourselves from our strengths to our shortcomings, failures, and everything in between, and balancing out how the external and external perspectives come across. Well, that's how I realize I am evolving as an older version of myself and want to, and maybe that's it. Some of the aspects in our life or desired outcomes of ourselves will never reach its final destination which I have to remind myself in my constant pursuit of self-growth that maybe it's not so much about self-actualization, that eureka moment or place, but to relish and admire every process of self-awareness as it unravels and surprises you along the way. I'm wondering, maybe that's why I have such an appetite for self-development and a proclivity to chase my curiosity, not for the final destination, but for the element of surprises along the way that makes me smile unexpectedly, challenges me in ways I didn't think was possible, and see things in a new light. Or else, yes, in my opinion, perhaps our hyper self-awareness where we are always comparing ourselves against our own perceived standard may be an unsatisfying road. The verdict is still out. What do you guys all think? I know for myself, I will continue on the path of self-discovery as I find this journey so enriching, interesting, and honestly, really fascinating. I know many of you may feel this way as well, but let me know what you guys think about the idea of exercising a metacognition too much to the point of backfiring. Can it lead us on a path of not being truly fulfilled? P.S. Younger Self. Mastering your self-awareness is a nuanced, balancing act. Like a secret superpower, use it wisely to serve your highest good, not cripple you in trying to meet your high standards. 
And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of PS Younger Self. It really means a lot to me that you're spending your time with me. So if you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about anywhere you listen to your podcast. Leave me a review. Tell me what you think. It really helps me get more valuable content to you guys. So until next time, take care and remember to always live your life on your own terms. Thank you.